Good evening, everyone. Sorry about that. It popped up the recording message when I was trying to hit mute. So uh, I'm Scott P. I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, currently, I live in St. George, Utah, which is just outside of Zion National Park. But uh, I got to say, I'm feeling quite a bit of nostalgia to see some of the architecture behind some of you because I spent uh, the major portion of my life in the Bay Area. And we had a home in El Cerrito from uh, 1995 until 2014. Um, so seeing the crown moldings and the beautiful colors just take me back home. Um, I want to thank those uh, who put on this meeting and who keep showing up to keep it going. Uh, it's meetings like this that help keep me going in my recovery from my food addiction. I want to especially uh, express my thanks to Mitchell, who I think was on here. There he is down at the bottom. Uh, Mitchell and I do a, a 7 a.m. California time meeting out of San Francisco Intergroup every morning, uh, Monday through Saturday, uh, one day at a time. A great opportunity for me to empty out my brain. Uh, we take 20 minutes to meditate and write, and it's become an important part of my recovery. Uh, what was it like? Um, it's a pleasure and a miracle to be here as a fellow member of Overeaters Anonymous. It took me uh, 50, over 52 years of my life to find my way here. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to share my experience, strength, and hope. Uh, I am the second and final son of an alcoholic father and his long-suffering wife. Uh, my parents had a rocky 23-year marriage that included 11 months during my senior year of high school when they were divorced uh, that ended when my father dropped dead of a massive heart attack at 49 years old when I was just 20 and uh, just a couple of months into uh, a two-year mission for our church in southern Spain. Uh, I had always thought of myself as my father's favorite and my older brother, who's two years older than me, as my mother's favorite. Um, and um, so I was a bit lost when that happened. I carried a resentment against my mother for over 30 years after my father's death until I finally uh, woke up and got some therapy. And it helped me discover that, yes, my mother did love me. Uh, in fact, she... Uh, was protecting the entire family from my father's rages because my brother was always getting into trouble and always setting him off. I was always following the rules. Um, and so, and my brother had this seemingly limitless ability to piss my father off. Uh, and so what I took as love was her defense mechanism. Uh, my difficult relationship with my father centered around food. Uh, I could keep him calm um, as we bonded over the huge Sundays that I would make for us on our other food rituals. It meant that I was a chubby, although probably not an obese kid, uh, growing up until the time that I went for college. I went away to college. Um, I worried about my father's safety uh, because of his alcoholism. We lived in rural Wyoming. He had a long drive home. I couldn't go to sleep each night until I could hear his tires crunching on the gravel in the driveway. Uh, and I medicated myself with food. Uh, I don't think I even realized that I had such an unhealthy relationship with food uh, until I look back and I see that I stole money for food. Um, I stole food and it wasn't difficult because we owned a grocery store and we lived above it for a while and we lived next door to it after that. And I had a key. Um, I compulsively overate in order to escape from my pain and my feelings. Um, however, because I was an active kid involved in sports, exercise and occasional restricting, I would think I just stayed in the kind of husky or heavy category versus being obese um, through um, until I went away to college. 
um, and things got really bad then when it was uh, unlimited food. Um, my first couple of years of college put on a, quite a bit of weight um, and then had this crazy summer uh, where I worked a uh, graveyard uh, at a Kinko's copy. And so I felt like that summer I was never awake or, and hungry at the same time. Um, and between that and, and over-exercise got to the, the lowest weight I had ever been uh, when I happened to meet the woman who became my wife. Uh, I think she was surprised as I became twice the man she married uh, over our marriage. Um, we got married in July of 1994, right after I graduated with a bachelor's and master's degree in Spanish. And we moved from one side of the Bay Area to the other side so I could start studying law. I stayed at this healthy weight um, all through law school through a combination of nearly daily racquetball with one of my good friends, uh, weekend golf and hiking. Um, biking uh, to the Berkeley campus, the law schools at the top of campus. So, uh, and I had that deathly fear of not being able to fit into the two suits that I bought for my law jobs. Uh, we spent, you know, most of our money on that, and I thought I got to be able to stay in these suits. Um, that all kind of came crashing down in the fall of 1997. Uh, I took the bar exam that summer. Our first child was born, and I started working in a large law firm in San Francisco. Uh, and that essentially started a 20-year journey of overwork, overeating, and generally becoming not a very nice person. Um, I justified the, my nastiness to others by the fact that I was working hard and I was becoming a success. Uh, I was putting food on a table. I was able to buy a home in the Bay Area. Our family grew to five children over the next 10 years. Um, I do remember one time, maybe 15 to 20 years ago, that my, my anger got so bad that I thought I need to go to some anger management. And my employer had an employee assistance program. I remember taking a bus across San Francisco to some guy's office uh, and we started talking. I probably told him parts of the story that I just shared with you. And uh, he wisely thought that maybe I didn't have an anger management problem, that maybe I had a problem with my weight, which set off my anger problem as I stormed out of there and never returned. Um, and uh, I wish that maybe I had uh, taken that opportunity 20 years ago. Um, I, I, uh, I didn't lose any weight then. Uh, you know, I, I got all these books. Um, I, I tried everything. I tried, uh, you know, paying away at, 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 at uh, Weight Watchers. Um, I tried um, just kind of every crazy thing that I could think of. I would pay for an insanely expensive personal trainer I would go to nutrition classes at the Y. I would get involved in these elaborate and very expensive bets with my friends who probably had you know, five to 10 pounds to lose, not a hundred. Uh, and I would always lose the challenge and I would lose the money. Um, and I kind of had a bit of a double life going on. I was this inwardly angry person with occasional outbursts towards my family. Uh, but at the same time, I was being asked to serve in increasingly important positions in my church. And that just fed my ego. Uh, I taught Sunday school. I was in charge of the men's organization um, in the El Cerrito, El Sobrano area. Then I started to help the leader of the congregation. And in 2005, I was asked to lead the congregation. Uh, that began five years of 20 to 40 hours a week of service, accompanied by 10 to 20 pounds a year of weight gain. Um, I had, as I mentioned before, all these things I would try, Weight Watchers and the bets and all that, but it just never worked. Uh, in 2012, uh, we decided to, to move our family from the Bay Area to Southern Utah to be closer to both of our families. And things financially got a lot easier. The cost of living is a lot less here. We didn't have to pay for a private school for the kids. 
Uh, and I thought this would make a big difference in my weight and my, my, my emotional and mental health, and it didn't. Um, I did find a doctor um, in 2014 when I weighed 360 pounds who gave me a fentamine prescription. And I thought I had, I had it now, I had it all together uh, because over the next maybe six months, um, I lost nearly a hundred pounds and, and life seemed great. We went to Disneyland, I remember that summer and I could ride whatever I wanted to ride. And I thought, you know, why, why are things not perfect? I weigh a hundred pounds less. Um, but I remember uh, yelling at my kids at those on those trips or on that trip, uh, you know, telling them that they weren't grateful enough for the sacrifices that my wife and I were making for them. Um, and uh, also in 2014, um, I got asked to start. Um, I kind of had two years of not really serving in church a whole lot when we moved to Utah and suddenly got thrown back into it to help lead a group of congregations. Um, we ministered to 11 congregations, about 4,500 people. Uh, at the end of 2014, I uh, went to a family event. My, with my wife's family, one of my sister-in-laws made some remark about, you know, despite the fact that I lost all this weight, that I was still big. And it kind of just set me off. I stopped taking the fentermine and over the next five or six months, put all the weight back on. Um, and it just, so, you know, by the next spring, I was up to 340 pounds. And over the next 10 years, I seemed to put 10 years on, 10 pounds on every year. And I went over 400 pounds in the fall of 2021. Um, and during that time, I, I moved up in the, the church leadership to where um, I was one of three people over the congregations. And I had been doing that for five and a half years. And I was facing another seven and a half years of, of probably doing that as a volunteer. I finally went to counseling then to deal with my father's death. Um, and I had some real breakthroughs with that counselor uh, about helping me understand the relationship with my mother, some real heart-to-heart uh, -heart conversations to, to figure out what was going on there. It's uh, 10. Thank you. Um, and I really wish that I'd taken that advice in the fall of 2021 that that, that person suggested that I try OA. Um, instead, I was keeping up with my version of the tools. and my tools, I had two, binging and raging. Um, and they worked really well for me. Uh, because I would binge and feel like I didn't actually not feel anything. And then whenever anybody said anything to me, I would rage at them. Um, and it just seemed to be working for me. Um, and I, I just remember our family, once we moved to California, we'd take a, a beach trip to San Diego every summer. And I remember in, in 2019 and 2021, uh, the last two trips before I went into recovery, 2020 was canceled by COVID, that I didn't even bother getting in the water. I was just not a happy person to be around. It's just a grump on the beach. Um, in early February of 2022, I got Bell's palsy. I had paralysis down the left side of my face. I looked like a freak and didn't want to go anywhere. Um, and once again, got up over 400 pounds, didn't move. My watch would tell me I hadn't gone 600 steps in a day. Uh, finally, I was able to get a shot, or excuse me, the Bell's palsy went away right, right, pretty quickly. And um, then... Uh, Sorry, that's not 15 minutes already, is it? Um, and I, um, after the Bell's palsy went away, I got this debilitating back pain and I couldn't move. I uh, finally got a shot from that and could start walking again. So on March 1st of 2022, I started walking. On March 5th of 2022, I went to my first OA meeting and it kind of blew me away. It was me and seven older white women um, and all of a sudden, everything coming out of their mouth were thoughts that I'd had my whole life. 
I made a list of foods that I thought I could never eat again. And um, the next day, March 6th of 2022 was the last day I binged on those foods. Um, and so I've been abstinent since then. Um, since that time, I um, moved from, um, from simply not eating this big list of foods, which are all of the things you would expect, but additionally gave up sugar and flour and began weighing and measuring my food. Um, and it is, uh, it's great because before I never wanted to go anywhere or do anything. Um, since I got into OA, I uh, learned to accept and love myself. I find peace and serenity in my daily life. I found a community of like-minded individuals, people I assume a lot like you, who are helping me work the steps. Uh, I listen and read and listen to OA and AA literature every day. I do meditation nearly every day. I provide service uh, in uh, the intergroup here in the Las Vegas intergroup I live in and other ones that I've got involved with. Um, and I go to meetings both in person, especially on Zoom. I sponsor and I don't let it throw me when sponsoring situations don't work out. My first sponsor and I just didn't mesh. My next sponsor dropped me because I missed a call. Uh, my first sponsee after a month uh, thought that he needed somebody who worked another program in addition to this one. And none of those things can throw me. Um, you know, sponsors, both being a sponsee and sponsoring are there to support us. Uh, they're not, they're not the, the, uh, the be all end all, but I, I do enjoy sponsoring and helping people uh, work the steps. Um, I can't stress enough the importance of the support and accountability that OA provides. Without it, I would not be where I'm at today. Uh, I'm very grateful to have an opportunity to give back to this program, an opportunity to speak uh, in meetings and to share my story. Um, I think, I don't think I've heard the minute left, so I'm just gonna tell quickly. Um, I had lost all the weight. I lost about hundred pounds and I've kept it off for a year. Uh, but during that time I lost that weight which took maybe six or seven months. I was not working the steps. I, as I mentioned before, I had some issues with my initial sponsors. Um, and finally, uh, about a year ago, uh, I finally started working the steps, did a serious fourth step, uh, found somebody to listen to my fifth step. And it was an amazing experience. Um, that, that experience, thank you. That experience of, of having a trusted person listen. And the thing he said to me made such an impression upon me. I said, I've never done this before. It's my first 12 step program. You're going to really have to help me here. And he's like, well, I think you're under a bit of a misimpression about what's going to be going on here. You've got your inventory. You're going to tell me everything in your inventory. And you can imagine that I'm just here holding this giant garbage bag that you're going to fill up. Um, and I went into that not planning on saying everything on my list out loud to him. And frankly, I'd left a lot of things off my list uh, because they were too embarrassing. But the experience was so good. I, I did a true fifth step. And after that, he became my sponsor. And so I'm here to say that, that working the steps is vital. I haven't lost a pound since I finished working the steps, but I have kept off of the weight for a year. And um, I, I am sane. Um, I, I'd like to lose more weight, but if I never lose another pound, uh, the fact that I've maintained a weight for a year is a miracle to me. And Time. working the steps has made my life better. And, and I'll pass. I think I was told that perhaps I should give a topic. Is that right for sharing? Um, despite the fact that I had this great experience a year ago doing the steps and that fifth step, I, I think the steps for me were not one and done. So I did them again this summer. Um, and um, 
it was interesting because a lot of the resentments were kind of taken care of. And I discovered that what I still had were fears. Um, and so maybe tonight we could talk about, you know, it, do you have one or, or more fears that you still haven't um, been able to uh, work through with the step? 